welcome back to the Dream Lab series podcast where we go behind the mindsets of high achievers. My name is Audrey Diaz and I am your life and confidence coach. I'm Sabrina Castillo and I'm your life and business coach. Sabrina, I'm so excited. We have one of our very good friends here for the first time on our podcast, Naomi Hittis. She is a food and health coach. And the reason we wanted to bring her on is because we're in our early 40s. And something that I feel like women don't even know about is perimenopause. Yeah, before we even bring her on, I'm excited for this conversation for multiple reasons, because I think that I am a person who really embraces my age, right? I keep telling people I'm 43 and cars like you're not 43 yet. You'll be 43 <laughs> in July. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Tomatoes, tomatoes. But I'm excited to have her on because we've been having a lot of conversations, you and I in the DMs and our texts in person, all about like what we've been experiencing. And so Naomi's gonna come on to give us Naomi. Hi, everybody. Life into this day to day that we have going on. Welcome, Naomi. Thank you so much for having me, Audrey and Sabrina. I am so excited to be here and join you ladies on this conversation. So to kick it off, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? How did you get started in this journey? And, you know, you and I have also been talking about perimenopause for like a year now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if you can like start the conversation off on why women need to know about this, what are the basics? So hi, everybody. My name is Naomi Jerez. I'm a food and health coach, and I help women take control of their health and wellness to live their best life. And the reason why I think it's super important for women to know about perimenopause. I think what we hear a lot about is menopause, but not perimenopause. And it's something actually I recently learned about in this health and wellness journey myself. And a lot of what women go through, whether it's anxiety, depression, changes in weight, changes in mood, um, in their skin, their hair, so many things has to do with perimenopause. And there are things we can do about it, but I think it's been very normalized where that's just how you age and that's just what happens when you get older. However, there are things that we can do to help alleviate those symptoms and bring back our energy, bring back our vitality in a way that, you know, makes life enjoyable again. Well, like, first of all, <laughs> what is perimenopause? Because our moms didn't really talk about it. We just knew que le daban calores. That's all I knew about menopause. So just the idea of perimenopause is like, what, what, my life is almost over, right? Like that idea that Sabrina talked about in, in, you know, really embracing your age. But perimenopause actually starts 10 years or so yeah. before you even experience menopause. Yeah, it it can happen. You know, it varies by women. Like it depends on when you had your period or like how many eggs you have left, things like that. But essentially my understanding of it is the journey to menopause. And that starts to cause a lot of shifts in the body. So once we stop ovulating, once our egg count starts to go down, then there starts to our body starts to have very big shifts between progesterone and estrogen. And those shifts 
causes us to feel a certain type of way. Women who also have PMS, which is common but not necessarily normal, kind of experience that every month, but we attribute it to the period. And once it starts to change, it can be many things like your period can get shorter, which we've spoken about, or it can get longer, or you can skip periods. Uh, your mood can vary like anxiety, and it's all due to various hormonal changes. A lot of women ex have different symptoms and experience different things, but definitely like the hot flashes and feeling hot and then cold or very hungry or not hungry or your body not being able to metabolize gluten the same way. It's, it's so many things that starts to happen and you just kind of feel broken. Yeah. So one of the reasons why I think um, Audrey and I make a good team for this podcast and everything we do is because we have very similar um, experiences, but always, I always find like, wow, there's so many ways and how we, things happen to us. Right. So for me, um, my mom's menopause was almost like non-existent. She goes, no, 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 no me acuerdo cuando pasó. <laughs> it's like nothing happened, right? No symptoms, nothing. And then I've never had like really excruciating like periods or crap, none of that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. However, over the, I, I remember I was like DMing you. I was like, I have no energy. Like everything mm -hmm. changed. And then I realized, it took me like a aha moment to being like, maybe all these things did happen to her, but they weren't the way people were describing, right? Like the PMSing, the hot flushes. Mm -hmm. I definitely got the fatigue. I definitely have the lack of concentration and like mm -hmm. a lot of the other symptoms that I think when you're not in the quote unquote norm excruciating pain lane, right? Yeah. That you don't even realize these things can be attributed to it. The mood changes, the not being able to wake up early anymore, even though I'm falling mm -hmm. asleep at the same time, all of that. Um, and I, I really, you know, I, I'm fortunate that like, I feel like I, I'm I kind of like probably take a little advantage and I'm like, I'll DM you, but <laughs> and you respond, which is so nice of you, but it's just so like, oh, so then Audrey, I remember texting her and I said, I don't know. You keep saying this word. I can't even pronounce it. Perimenopause. And Naomi <laughs> keeps talking about it. I think I need to know about this. <laughs> yeah. Brain fog and lack of concentration are real, real things and or forgetfulness. And I think it's so subtle that we don't mm. we don't really notice it. Or again, mm. we attribute it to age. And it's like this narrative where it kind of bugs me, but oh, I'm getting so old. I'm getting yeah. old. I'm getting old. And it's, I'm not taking away from the fact that that's not true, that that's happening. Um, and it is because we're getting older. What I want to make clear is that we have more control than we think over these things. Yeah. And um, we just don't necessarily need to let it happen to us and just be at the mercy of it, but really try and take action towards making it better because we're so young like we have mm -hmm. so much more to do and to live for and to go out there so imagine if we just let it be right now just because we're not educated enough that's all and there are things that we can put into practice and I really love that we're having this conversation because like you guys said like these symptoms are so subtle 
-hmm. we don't put them together as one thing going on. We just think it's like a couple of things going on with us. Like for me, when I turned 39, I turned 39 in July, like Sabrina, I had just finished my period that week. And by the end of the month, 21 days later, I had another full blown period. And in my head, I'm like, I am dying. <laughs> something wrong with me. And right away, I went to go see my doctor. And they're like, no, everything, everything looks fine. And my doctor kind of like just, oh, it's your hormones. You're getting older. The hormones are changing. I'm like, oh, great. Mm -hmm. And then my period went back to normal. And then a couple of months ago, which is when you and I started talking about estrogen dominance and all these things, mm -hmm. what started happening is I would have a 45-day cycle and then go back to a 21-day cycle. And then I started noticing like a little bit of weight gain around my midsection. Mm -hmm. But then what, what happens with other women and, you know, we're women that really know how to take care of ourselves. Like we work out, we try to eat healthy most of the time. But then I've always also, I've heard women saying like, I wake up in the middle of the night and I can't sleep. Yeah. And the symptoms just get so much worse and it's all correlated to this. Mm-hmm. I've had to do a lot of work in primarily changing the way I eat. Even though I thought I was eating really healthy, I had to make more conscious efforts into even the amount of protein that I was getting, the order in which I was eating my food. Mm -hmm. And thank God now my cycle has uh, turned back to a 28-day cycle. Mm -hmm. so can you talk about food and the importance yeah. of how we're going to take care of ourselves to manage these things? Yeah. So, and you probably were eating healthy. It's just that it shifts as we get older and what we need. And I've experienced that too. I mean, I'm 37, but I feel like my mom has experienced or has been in perimenopause and menopause since I could remember. So I definitely do think that, and maybe it's because I'm really attuned to what's happening with me, that there are little shifts happening here and there. Mm -hmm. Um, and the importance of food is that it can really help you manage your hormones. It can really help you balance them out. One of the main ones that's in there, that's a hormone that people don't really know about is insulin, which controls your blood sugar. When that is dysregulated, it really throws off the rest of your hormones. Um, and, and I want to couple them, uh, insulin and cortisol which is our stress hormone. So both of them together, which I'm assuming a lot of women are under some sort of stress, whether they have young children or they're caretakers of other family members, or they're higher up in their career. Like there's just so much going on in this part of life that if we don't know or are not aware of how to manage our stress, it can really get the best of us coupled with poor eating choices or just how we are used to eating with food and how to pair them and how to layer them. Like you're talking about Audrey, it's really important and it really helps us kind of continue to bring our body back to homeostasis. And there's more I can bring in here like gut health, right? Mm -hmm. So there are many different levels. And I know me like just rattling all these things out can be a little bit overwhelming, but it's just really in the end when you're used to it, it's like simple tick tr tricks and tips as how to handle food that can really help you feel better. Yeah. 
I think um, right now, as you, as Audrey said, like I was eating healthy and you're talking about healthy. I think one of the things I love when you're like sharing like your whole journey, guys follow Naomi on Instagram. She's a health coach and you should work with her, but she's very generous with what she shares on Instagram. <laughs> um, and one of the things that I'm now thinking that just clicked with me is like, oh, we've been taught like this narrative that like, oh, eat healthy. But no one tells us like what food is, what it's doing to our bodies, mm-hmm. what healthy really means, right? And then we don't really understand sort of how it's making us function, right? Mm-hmm. For me, I had kids at 35, 35 and 37. And so there was like a, a mindset that like I was just in my prime at that. Not that I wasn't, right? But like I was just like, oh, I just had kids. I have all this energy. And I did all the things, all the healthy things, right? Like eating more food that was whole foods and not processed and mm-hmm. working out. And then at 39, it slowed down. At 40, it slowed down. And then at 41, I was like, wait, it's not just slowing down, but like the scale is going up. And I know like we can't concentrate on scale, but you know your body, you know when it's yeah. like too close to something else. And I'm like, I'm doing the same things. Okay, maybe not 100% of the same things, <laughs> but the things that were working for me weren't working for me anymore, right? Like yeah. I still wake up early, but I don't have this desire to work out at 5 a.m. anymore the way I did. Um, and I was starting to make that a bad thing. And I DM'd you and you were like, maybe the same things won't work again, but that's not a bad thing. And I was like, oh yeah. And what that brings me to is what Audrey and I always talk about creating a life by design. I strongly believe in the work that Audrey and I do as coaches. I love helping women make money and, and understanding how they can scale their vision and their dreams to like the impossible. And Audrey really, you know, has propelled the women in our in our community to have a level of confidence that they haven't. And I still sometimes as a coach, when I'm seeing where they're stuck, I'm like, I don't think that your body is up to where your mindset is trying to go. And I always think Mm. about what's missing in your food, right? Because if Mm. we're trying to get this mental clarity, this like, go massive, go big energy, but on your day to day, it's not pairing up with food. I'm just like, something's missing there, right? I'm not Mm. a food coach, so I can't really say that. But I've been talking to this about Audrey. So what do you say to a woman who does have a lot going on? You mentioned that, right? Mm-hmm. Has big dreams. Mm-hmm. What kind of role does food and taking care and understanding their hormones, what does that play into that? What you mentioned is so good and is so accurate. I think it it's the primary thing. Like it is the essential yeah. thing. I think that... And I've seen it a lot where we just push our health to the side and we think we can just go and go and go and ignore it. And eventually is going to catch up with you in a way that you probably don't like and in a way that it's a little bit more permanent that you would like. And I understand that sometimes it may seem like a waste of time or selfish or I just don't have time for that. But how are you going to reach for your dreams? How are you going to make the money? How are you going to have the stamina and the energy and the mental clarity to do what you want to do 
If you're not taking care of yourself and you're getting wiped out every few months for a whole week with the flu or with allergies or with stomach issues, that is taking more time away than if you just took maybe one. And trust me, I have two kids too. So it's not like I have a three hour morning routine where I fully take care of myself. It's just really little snippets of intentionality that can be put in your day where you are taking care of yourself um, in a way that you need that day. It doesn't mean that it's everything every day. I think that's quite overwhelming, but there are a few things that can be non-negotiables or a few things that, you know, that day you need, like if you didn't sleep well, what do you need? If you know you have a busy day coming up, what do you need food wise? I work in a holistic health space. So food is very important, but so is movement. So is rest. So is stress management. So is environment relationships, like all of that come into play with your health. Yeah, women really need to understand that we can only take care of our world to the degree to which we take care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that has to be one of our pillars every single day. And like you said, it might not look perfect every day, but there has to be something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, unfortunately, one of those things that I had to give up and change is ese cafecito por la mañana. <laughs> First thing. Right? That's one of the things that we tend to do, like grab our coffee and then go. And then later on, when we have time, we'll eat breakfast. So can you walk us through, I, you know, as close to ideally as possible? Yeah, it's not going to be perfect. How we should be eating in the morning? What is the order of food? What's the first thing we should put in our bodies? What's the last thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the morning, the morning will set you up for the rest of the day. It just will. What you do in the morning in terms of food, at least, can really determine how you feel the rest of the day, how many cravings you have, um, your mood, how tired you get, like all these things. So one thing that I do and that I coach my clients to do uh, is when you wake up having some water with lemon and a little bit of salt, it will help rehydrate you. It will help actually with water absorption because water on its own doesn't really get absorbed very well. This is why they sell water with like electrolytes or things like that. So the lemon and the salt will help your body up actually absorb that water. It can also slightly help balance out your blood sugars, not as much because lemon is not super strong. However, when we wake up in the morning, our blood sugar is low and our cortisol is high. So if you're having that cup of coffee first thing in the morning, number one, it dehydrates you because that's what coffee does. And number two, it heightens your cortisol, which may give you jitters and all these other things. And that is not food. So you cannot, (laughs) you cannot use this as food. And if you're putting large amounts of sugar in your coffee, Um, or a creamer that has additives or extra sugars and all of that, it's actually putting your body more in a stress response and shooting up your blood sugar because your digestive system is nice and empty at that time. And you're giving your body a lot of hard work to do to later than crash. Um, So I'm all for coffee. I also have coffee in the morning. So I'll let you know how to enjoy that in a more safer way to manage your energy. Number and after that, 
and something I spoke to about actually yesterday, my clients is breaking fast is not necessarily breakfast. It's just this first meal that you're having in the morning. And if you know that you're going to have a very busy day, what I do is I have a very clean protein shake because I don't have time to make food as food breakfast or food because a lot of people also assume that it has to be like toast and waffles and pancakes and eggs. You can eat whatever you want in the morning as long as it's balanced well. Sometimes I have salmon, sometimes I have chicken. It doesn't necessarily qualify as breakfast food as society pictures it, right? So I need to make sure that my blood sugar and my cortisol is balanced. So that's what I do. If I have time to eat, then I'll just make real food. But I don't because I have to run out the door to take my kids to school. And then when I come back, I have a real food breakfast. So one of my favorite go-tos is like three eggs with platano maduro and some sort of veggie. You don't need to give up your cultural foods. That's another thing. And after I have that, then I enjoy a cup of coffee and it's a half cap for me because caffeine really affects me. So I have to be mindful of that. So sometimes I do fully decaf and sometimes I do um, just half calf. And then I put, I like mine with milk. So I put a little bit of whole grass fed milk and then some clean almond milk too. I find this so fascinating because one of the lies that we've been told is stay away from fat, stay mm -hmm. away from salt. Like I didn't, I remember a couple of years ago, I wanted nothing to do with butter. And now I'm like, give me some grass fed butter. That's what I'm yes. cooking with. I, I need some more fats in my diet, mm -hmm. put the salt in the water. It's mm -hmm. like all of these things that we were like, no, 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 don't do that. Even my mom, I have arguments with my mom over eggs. She's like, yeah. you're going to get high cholesterol with all those eggs. I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny because, um, so in January, I think it was like, well, probably most of last year, I really felt the fog was so crazy that it, I was telling my husband, I was like, the only, the only time I ever felt like this was right after giving birth, right? Those couple of weeks, right? That's yeah. like, that was the state of being I was in probably for most of the end of last year into this year. And I was like, something's got to change, you know? Um, and then that's when, like you said, I really started to understand, okay, what needs to change first. And that was like, one of the things I changed is just viewing food for like what my body needs. And so it's funny because yeah, my mom will wake up. She's like, Oh, I made you oatmeal. I was like, Oh, I, I was just going to have some chicken and like with some vegetables or mm -hmm. she goes, you know, what's that I say you not. And I'm like, well, it technically is breakfast time still. Right. <laughs> I just want chicken with like vegetables. Um, and somehow I wasn't eating breakfast, right? Which is like funny because like you said, it's how society paints like yes. this like really sweet thing. And I've even been trying to do this with my kids, right? Very slickly taking away certain things out of their things that they don't need, right? I'm like, oh my God, they're getting like a sugar rush, mm -hmm. crashing probably by like 10 a.m. Um, and so we haven't had cereal for most of the year, I would say. Um, they don't even notice it. I'm very slick with my kids in the way like I switch <laughs> things up um, and really trying to add more protein to their breakfast without them feeling like they're missing out, right? Like I'm not here being like, oh, you can't have this, mm -hmm. but this ability to be able to do that. And yes, not having coffee when I first wake up, right? Having my water with like either lemon or vinegar and trying to understand that. Um, and like you said, you, seeing it as the breakfast as a fast break, right? Because mm -hmm. I have been fasting 
a little bit more, but I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything, right? I just feel like I'm eating really good food, honestly. Yeah. For better, it, for better purposes, right? Absolutely. It's more of checking in with what you actually want than what society says or what you've been taught, basically. It's just taking a step back. If you look at commercials, I came from an advertising background, and I think you ladies did too. So if you look at commercials, if you look at the way media paints things. I remind my clients all the time. They just want your money. They don't care about you. <laughs> they don't care about you. Like they just want to make their money. So they paint these beautiful pictures of family enjoying like heart healthy Cheerios. <laughs> you know, they'll say whatever they need to say to get you to purchase the product. They can shift a whole society and what they do. Yeah. They can pay people off in politics. Like nobody's monitoring these things in reality and the truth. So it's, it just really comes down to us to check on, in on these things. They paint cereal as breakfast foods um, and things like cereal. I mean, there's a wide variety of cereal now, but in general, things like cereal and an oatmeal, having it first thing in the morning in a way that you're not aware can really hurt you. So it also depends on your activity levels. Like if you're going to go have oatmeal and then work out, then fine. Like it serves as a pre-workout. But if you're going to have oatmeal and sit at your desk all day, your body doesn't really need that much energy. Mm -hmm. And with kids is a little different too, because they move way more than we do. So yeah. they can handle like higher carbohydrate load. And, and that's totally fine because they need that energy to burn, but is also being mindful of what are you eating? And then what are you going to go do? Because yeah. I enjoy sweets. And I, the other day I bought a pan con chocolate and I had it with coffee and it was so delicious and I ate the whole thing. But right after that, I was going to the gym. So I knew it was a safe time for me to have it so that my body didn't have to work as hard to like process this and figure out what to do with all this energy. That's one of the things I love the most about you and following you that you still eat things yeah. you love to eat. You don't mm -hmm. deny yourself, but you know, the, you know how to prioritize what you're yeah. getting into your body. Mm -hmm. I like, um, I like what you just said too, on how like you feel that, you know, like there's times where you can eat certain things because I'm curious to see what you what you could share with people who are like, oh, great, like I thought I was doing good. I was having oatmeal. Now I can't have oatmeal. So guys, we're not saying you can't have oatmeal. We're not saying oh. you can't have coffee. But um, just for those who are just like, they just tossed out everything we said and only heard what we can't do. Mm -hmm. What you're sharing with them is that there is a time and a place for everything that you love. We just have to be very mindful of it, right? And how yeah. do we implement some mindfulness into this process? It's just taking a step back, right? And and for your oatmeal lovers, if you just buffer it with some protein ahead of time, like if you have three eggs in front of it, or if you have some sausage or chicken and then oatmeal, that's a way of layering food that Audrey mentioned in the beginning, or having a shot of apple cider vinegar before that to mitigate the blood sugar spike. Don't ever make your oatmeal with oat milk because <laughs> you're just going to be, your body's going to have to work hard. Um, but in terms of mindfulness, I cannot just say how important educating yourself is and going beyond what 
you already know and seeing what's in these foods, like in the labels, see what's in your pantry, why you're buying it, um, how you're pairing your meals. Like, are you getting in enough protein? Are you getting in complex carbohydrates? Are you getting in healthy fats? Because all those things, we need all three of them. If somebody tells you that you don't, that is not true. There are a variety of things that you can have and everybody's individual, right? So what works for you might not work for somebody else, but there doesn't mean that there's not an option for you. So I think where somebody can start is just eat what you normally eat and then see how you feel. See how tired you are. See if you do get that brain fog. See if you do get a belly ache. See if you are reaching for candy or coffee by 3 p.m. in the afternoon. See how well you're sleeping. And your body will tell you. Your body will let you know. And if you find that you can't focus, you can't concentrate, you're having a really hard time using the bathroom, um, you're you're bloated all the time or you're inflamed all the time, then then you want to start digging a little bit deeper as to what's happening. And, you know, this is so important because I think that at our age, most women start to complain, yeah, about the lack of sleep, being tired all the time, the weight gain that happens. But there is so much tied to these glucose spikes mm-hmm. in our body, like Alzheimer's which they're calling type three diabetes now. Mm -hmm. And in a podcast that I was listening to on Huberman Labs with uh, Sarah Gottman. Sarah Gottfried, yeah. Sarah Gottfried. She was saying even that women suffer a 20% cognitive loss during the span of perimenopause. Yeah. And for those of us that are concerned about aging, these glucose spikes are also what causes premature wrinkles. Yeah, your body just can't handle it. It takes it takes a lot of work for your body to manage glucose and and like take the blood sugar out of the system and store it and process it and all that. So if you can imagine like if you're hitting your body with this consistently because you're snacking because you're having way too much sugar then your body can handle at once, then it is consistently in a state of stress where your body needs to manage this and everything gets affected. Your gut gets affected, your organs get affected, your brain gets affected. Um, and I've seen it with my clients where we really curb, your skin gets affected, where we really curb um, the sugar and we balance it out. And all of a sudden they have more energy. They have more mental clarity. I have a new client that for the first time she came to me, she's like, I have a lot of acne. I've been to the dermatologist. They're giving me these creams and these pills and all that. She's like, I think it's a hormone problem. And after talking to her for a little while and seeing what she was eating, I said, you may have a hormone problem, but your main issue is a blood sugar problem. So I gave her a big lesson on blood sugar. We spoke about a few strategies that she could use. And she was like, wow, this was the first time that I did not get cystic acne before my period. And it was just in a two week span, like we haven't even been working together that long. And that's the power of just making small changes. Your body reacts very fast because if it finally sees the light and a break 
from what's going on and your body will treat you nicely <laughs> if you treat it nicely, <laughs> you know? Um, and it's not perfect all the time, but, and there are things to figure out because like you ladies were mentioning, like I gained, I think it was 10 or 13 pounds in the span of two months. And then I got curious. I'm like, Oh, what's going on? Like, is it muscle? What's happening? And it's just remaining curious about this, these things. But if you, if you start tackling just one thing, it will, it would be your blood sugar it it or anything that has to do with metabolic health like high blood pressure and cholesterol and all that those are what's what are called chronic diseases that you really can get a good handle on i want to um i want to see if you can just give us some insight on this because for i'm not sure if you know but like some of our listeners i've shared on the podcast my dad um it has alzheimer's right now and he's in the late stages and he's like physically like if you saw him he always looked very fit um and you know my mom's like oh he always ate good and always things so I'm like hmm, but did he really you know what I mean because like I could remember like late night eatings and different things I'm not saying it's just related to food right we know like Alzheimer's has a lot mm-hmm. very little sleep that he would get sometimes um but in this process of like trying to understand like sort of just how to take care, better care of myself, my family, and then my mom being very curious about like, well, like, how could I take care of myself better? Mm-hmm. The Latino, I don't know if it's just the Latino, but Latino is like, well, I don't really eat a lot of sugar because physically we don't, right? Like I don't even own yes. sugar. Um, and it frustrates people who visit to come have coffee because I'm like, I don't have sugar. So now <laughs> I keep this little tiny thing. So physically, the actual act of sugar we don't have it, right? So I'm not putting sugar in my coffee. I'm not putting sugar on things. So there's an illusion mm-hmm. that we don't eat a lot of sugar. But can you just please break down when we're talking about sugar levels here? Because I actually got really curious. Yeah. And I have been able to sustain it in a way that works. And crazy things have happened. So I'm a nail biter. All of a sudden, I can't bite my nails. They're too strong. Um, they're too long for me. I don't even know what to do with them because I've never had nails. Um, like you said, your body starts to little things have happened, right? My skin is clearing up. It's not as dull. Um, it was getting dull. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't have anything wrong with Botox, but I did go get it. Cause I was like, well, I'm going to need it now. And now I'm like, well, maybe I don't. Cause this is starting to look a little bit better. Um, so for, cause I think when I explain this to my mom, she's always like, but I don't really eat a lot of sugar. And then, but sugar's in everything. So can you just give us like a 30 second sugar? Breakdown? Yeah, that's an excellent point. People assume that if they're not eating cookies and ice cream and candy and actually pouring sugar into things that they're not having sugar. And sure, that can be true. But carbohydrates in the body turn into sugar. So there are the galletitas and the pan and the oatmeal and the rice and the heavy starches. So bagels, the bagels, bagels. (laughs) right. I, yeah, you guys know, I, I love bagels and I've never given them up, but there's a way to eat them. So if you're starting your day with coffee and oat milk, no sugar added, but oat milk, normally 99% of the products have a lot of sugar in it. So not only the added sugar in the oat milk, but also 
the high carb load because it doesn't have any fat or any protein in there that your body has to process. So there is a sugar spike. And then you go and you have oatmeal for breakfast or toast with nothing on it or with like jam or something like that. There goes another sugar spike. Then you go to lunch and you have, let's say, a wrap. And it's like a really huge burrito size flour tortilla with some chips on the side and your favorite iced tea. There's and, and the inside of the wrap maybe has a little bit of chicken and maybe a few leaves of lettuce and a piece of cheese. There's another sugar spike, right? And throughout the day, you're barely moving. Right. You're maybe driving, you're maybe sitting down for long hours. And then you have some snacks, right? You have some potato chips, or you have a few pieces of candy, or you have a matcha latte from Starbucks that has like 30 grams of sugar inside. And you're like picking from your kids' foods. Or yeah. you're picking from your kids' food. And, you know, then there goes another sugar spike. And then dinner comes and you have rice and beans and maybe a garnish of salad or you know, and a little piece of meat, whatever that is, and you're overloading your body still. And still throughout this whole day, you've barely moved as well. Mm -hmm. So it's just reconfiguring your food. There has been no sugar added throughout the entire day. However, everything you're eating is being processed in your body right. as glucose. Yeah. So like for breakfast, I had sweet potatoes, scrambled eggs, and um, a small salad. But I had the salad, then I ate the eggs, then I had the sweet potatoes for last because it should be the fibers, like the veggie starter, then the protein, right? Yeah. Then the fats, then the carbs for last. And even now, like if I want a cookie, I'm like, let me have some protein or fat. So like I love beef sticks. Mm -hmm. I'll have like a beef stick, then I'll have the cookie. So make sure right. that I have that protein before I take in some sugar. Yes. When I used to love these scones that they would sell at the farmer's market and it was like raspberry and it was so delicious. So I would get the scone and I would put plain Greek yogurt on it mm -hmm. and I would eat it like that as a pairing so that it will help manage the spike. And it it tasted like cream on a scone. Like it went perfectly Ooh. well, but yeah, you can layer your food. Sometimes I do that. Or sometimes I do the pairings. It depends. Like there's, there's a strategy for everything and everywhere you go is just knowing which ones to use. So I, some, I teach about like four different strategies as to, so you can have choices depending on the situation you're in. Right. And I think that's, but I like what you just said, that there's a strategy, right? You don't mm -hmm. have to become a health expert. You don't have to really understand, but you do have to want to create some of these changes, right? And so for those who are feeling very disconnected from your body, I just want you to know, like, I, I, I know what that feels like and that there are little changes. Because once I started to make these little changes, I realized like, oh, now I can think about the greater picture. Right. Mm -hmm. I couldn't even think about the greater picture. I couldn't even think, do I need to work with someone? Do I need to work out? Like I was like, I'm going to take one small thing. Just do that. And then as the fog started to lift, I felt 
honestly, I just felt like I could think. And now I could go grocery shopping before I couldn't even do that. Like it was pretty bad, the fog for me, um, to the point where I would wake up in the morning and I did not even know what I was supposed to do that day. Like wow. everything just out. I If I didn't check my calendar, I would not know what I have to do. Obviously taking my kids to school is like, no one's going to let me forget that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but like afterwards, I had no idea. So I was missing meetings. I was canceling meetings. I had to reschedule a lot of meetings because by the time I realized, I was like, oh, wait. Yeah, that's right. I, I have this thing, right? So mm -hmm. a lot of that has been starting to come back just by making very small, minimal changes to like how I'm eating. And then guys, asking questions. I literally started asking Audrey. I started asking Naomi, I started reading more, right? Mm -hmm. And now that I have like, I feel like some control over how I'm thinking. Now I feel like I can plan for like, what's my road from here to 50, right? Um, it just feels like better to, to feel like I have some sort of control over what my thoughts are right now. Yeah. But it was affecting everything, my business, um, my arguments with my husband. <laughs> Cause you're just like in a fog, right? And you feel like no one understands you. Yeah, and so, you, yeah, you can't live a life you love like we teach you <laughs> yeah. at Dream Lab if you're not taking care of yourself in this mm -hmm. way. That's so basic. It doesn't have to be this all or nothing mentality that we love to have with everything. Yeah, so yeah. It's like these small changes make such a big difference in how you start to feel and how you show up. Yeah, and look, without a without a clear mind. And I don't mean it has to be what you have to know exactly, but without a clear mind, what I find happens, and this was happening to me, is I was about to make very erratic decisions, mm -hmm. right? Joining things I shouldn't be joining, paying for things I shouldn't be paying, because I don't even know what the problem is, to be honest, right? I just know I didn't feel good. And so now, that's why I said, now I feel like I can make certain decisions, because I didn't, I'm never looking for a quick fix to begin with, but I was pretty desperate. To feel good. I'm glad you noticed. Like oh, that something was, really, was up. <laughs> it was driving me crazy. Um, and now I just feel back to a little bit of myself, right? Where I'm not like just pushing myself to do things that I'm like, hey, what's happening? So yeah, it was it was a big, it was a hard couple of months, I would say. But I but like you said, I think it started way before. I think it's been happening for years. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't notice it. I attribute it to like, oh, I just gave birth, which was true. I did. Mm -hmm. um, but I think I wasn't in tune because I didn't have like the PMSing, the cramps, all the things, right? Um, also very new for me. Before I had kids, I was never on birth control. Um, after I had my first one, I didn't get on birth control. Then we had our second one. And then I got on birth control. So I had the IUD. Mm -hmm. And so I don't, it's like a new body. Like, I don't even know what's happening with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this hormone conversation is a whole other podcast. <laughs> yeah. We bring Naomi back for, but. Yeah. But you've shared so much. Let people know um, just one takeaway that you're like, if you never do anything, just do this one thing. And then let them know where they can find you, um, how they can work with you and just how to just be around you. Yeah, if you do one thing, have breakfast. 
<laughs> don't go hours and hours without eating. That also causes your body to be in a stress response. And they, they really are all correlated. Um, and as we get older, our, there are certain things in our body that fatigues out. So, um, for example, especially if you have kids, it's a very big it's a very big impact on our thyroid, which controls every single hormone in our metabolism. So it's something that we want to be mindful of. And there's actually a very fine line between having a thyroid that's not working well and perimenopause. So it can be very confusing. So I would, yes, have breakfast to please go to a doctor that will listen to you and will run all the labs at least to get a baseline to see where you are. Um, what are the it, most important labs we should get? The most important ones is all the vitamins and minerals because having deficiencies in those in any of them can really impact your hormone health, a full thyroid panel, which sometimes they don't do. Um, your A1C and a fasting insulin and your glucose, all three of those. And the other ones they usually include like your cholesterol and your liver function and things like that. But you can make a change. I, I was pre-diabetic in my early 20s and I was now in my late 20s and I was also able to reverse that just by lifestyle. So get curious start checking and seeing how you feel if any anything that we said resonated with you and and then yeah educate yourself Naomi thank you so much for being here and where can people find you oh that's right you can find me on Instagram at Naomi Jerez my website is also naomijerez.com I have free resources on my website one of them is how to eat with confidence where I do teach a little bit about blood sugar and ways to eat your food where it can start to help you so that is a great resource that you can grab um and yeah come join me on Instagram come say hello follow me. And if you need support, um, I invite you to book a consultation with the link on my website or on Instagram. Yeah. Yes. Go Thank do that right now. <laughs> Thank you so much. This was so insightful. And I just want women to know that like, you don't have to, ex you don't have to accept feeling like crap just because mm -hmm. we're getting older. Yes. Yes. Amen. I'm all about my forties. I'm like yeah. loving them. <laughs> and no back pain. <laughs> No back pain, no knee pain. Let me tell y'all something. The bronze is going to come out right now. <laughs> yes. If you are in that bandwagon, I am telling you, you can do something about it. You don't need to keep whining all the way through your 40s and 50s and 60s about how everything's hurting you and nothing that you eat and all the blow and all of that. If you're not going to do anything about it, then don't complain about it anymore. I'll just tell you that. <laughs> tell it, Naomi. All right. And with that, have a beautiful day, ladies. Have a beautiful day. I'm really nice, I promise. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>